Welcome to the MS Daily Podcast. This is episode 788, Why I Make the Content That I Do. I first wanted to put content or my story out on the internet back in 2013. Uh, I was going to share what it was like um, trying to have an, a sustainable, active lifestyle while having cerebral palsy, while having a physical disability. And the first thing that I did was that I was going to blog. I, at the time, really didn't like writing, had never really done anything like that before, and I got into my head. Uh, for the um, For the next year after that, I really didn't get much published. And then... I started trying to do YouTube videos. Um, If you followed my content for any length of time, you know that I don't do any kind of editing. Most of the time, I just record something and I put it out, whether that's a podcast, whether that's a video, uh, and even when I write. If If I do write an article, it's not something that I spend a ton of time and go back and do a bunch of edits. Um... And part of that is because it, if I get back into that thought process and that mindset, I end up editing forever. Plus, as I've gotten into this, I think individual pieces of content, you just you put them out. And for most people, each piece of content is going to be disposable. But there, there is that chance that one person's going to see it and they're going to get value from it. It's going to be a different perspective on something that they're doing so they'll see what they're doing slightly different or it'll be words of encouragement that they needed to hear right we've all had that happen we've we've come across something at the absolute um best possible time and it's helped us uh i'm very fortunate that as i have gotten into this i'm very i i am able to come back to certain types of content that I've can share my experiences on and people listen. My story is what it is, which is that I was born with cerebral palsy. I was born three months premature. Uh, It was a coin flip, frankly, if I was going to survive. I had an instance in middle school where I had to get up and give a presentation and I for the most part, just winged it. And my teacher, who was also a family friend at the time, uh, Connie, if you're listening, thank you, uh, you know, said that I had presence, I had command. I never really thought about that like that. I was, I was very insecure as, as a kid. But what I found is I've just tried things. I never know where things, I, at first I never, like I never know where things are going to go. I, I still don't when I try something. That's why I'm just like, let's see what happens. And so many things, it's just like, well, let's see what happens. Because the expectations that you have at the very beginning are never how something unfolds. And even back when I, and I planned for a year, guys, on this blog, on how I wanted it to go. Um, and then I, and then 
things just shifted. I tried to do video. At first, I was very uncomfortable on camera. If you go back and watch the old videos, I'm totally uncomfortable. But, like, I can watch them. I can watch myself in old videos. I can listen to myself in old podcasts because I, – I, and I actually enjoy it because I remember the I, – I, it takes me back to whenever I was putting together whatever that piece of content was. And I know the feelings that I had. I know the underlying message that I was trying to get across. I know the anxiousness and the insecurities that I had while I was putting it together. And the short answer to this, and once you get into creating content, I think this is super helpful to, this really reinforces the good that can come out of it. And I think it's super helpful to, to keep you going when it comes to, to creating this stuff, which is you never know how somebody's going to respond. And you start getting messages of people that have had a brighter spot in their day, that have had um, changed their perspective or at least tried to try something new because of something you put out. How can you not put your perspective and opinions out? I'm also fortunate where people will listen to like my, my story, my life story, that when it comes to health and fitness and weight loss, which is a very big niche on the internet, I've spent, at this point, almost half of my life professionally in this industry. My first job at a, at a gym was in 2004. <laughs> now, I'd been around health and fitness for a number of years before that because, as I've told you guys, my whole up and down with weight loss and, and body image and confidence started when I was a teenager. Probably honestly started a little bit earlier than that when I was known as the husky kid, the fat kid, whatever. So there's another part of this, the fitness piece, that not only I've, I've been around and I know quite a bit about, I have how many, how many fitness certifications? Three. Three, four. <laughs> um, certif- I've been a certified personal trainer since 2011. That one I know. I uh, was certified through Precision Nutrition for habit-based nutrition coaching. And then I, I think there's another nutrition certification in there. And then there was a senior fitness, uh, adaptive fitness certification that I had. And I worked, I've, I've worked in the industry. I worked at the gym. I worked as a personal trainer. I've done group fitness. I've done adaptive fitness, both one-on-one and in group. And I've done everything there is online. For a bit, I did group coaching. Didn't like that. I've done a lot of one-on-one stuff. And my coaching is not tied back to any one particular program, which means I've worked with people through Weight Watchers and keto and just calorie counting and, and different things. I've had... Uh, clients that have gone through surgery. I've, I've had clients that have actually lost the weight and all we were trying to do was maintain the weight loss but change the relationship that they had with food. I've also had the benefit of professionally working in as a marketer. Because when you work in marketing and you see how the fit and you have the personal experience of, of your own weight loss process and your own 
path to self-confidence and having the insecurities about body image. And then you see from a professional standpoint how they marketed our insecurities. I've got a very interesting, unique perspective. And the fact that I was not a competitive, like I'm, I'm not a high performance competitive athlete. I'm a guy with a physical disability that had a physical, that had a, 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 a physical therapist and an orthopedic really help cultivate my relationship with exercise because that orthopedic put me on a weightlifting program just to see what would happen. It was an experiment. This is the same guy that would, back in the mid-90s was injecting Botox into my quads and my hip flexors. Now, I, I know many other people with CP now. I know a couple other people with CP that have had this done where they, they take the Botox and they inject it into their muscle to like make the muscle relax, to weaken it so that you can strengthen the opposing ones. But at the time, I hadn't heard of anybody doing this. So I have, um, I've had a lot of different experience. And the thing I forget sometimes, I worked a couple years as a, <laughs> as a running coach. I got, I, I was part of a running group at a local church and I was the lead for the couch to 5k and the 10k group. So people that are just trying to get into the regular habit of exercise, I've worked with tons in different capacities. And it's funny because at times I get tired of of the fitness stuff. There's been moments in my life where I'm just like, I'm I'm done. I I need a break from this. This has become too much of, of what I do. I spend too much time on it. And it's, and it's very frustrating because you start to feel like you're one person against a conglomerate of an industry. My original theory when I did the podcast was that this was going to be how I would offset the mainstream fitness messaging. I'm not the only personal trainer, fitness person, nutrition coach, whatever you want to call me, with a podcast. But my thought was, because back when I, when I worked at the gym, if you were working with clients, there really wasn't even a lot of text messaging back then. We had text messaging, but like you might get an email and you might see your client two to three times a week. That was the only interaction. That was the only time you're in their head. I can be in your ear 24-7, just sharing my thoughts and opinions. So I thought it was a very powerful tool. And one person at a time, I wanted to change their relationship with eating, exercise, and ultimately themselves. Now what you find out, again, is, is a lot of this ties into how we view ourselves. And the messaging of the mainstream industry when it comes to fitness and weight loss, again, my whole thing is that they, they use our insecurities and market them against us and say, if we do this, if we follow these actions, we're going to get these results, which that in itself is debatable. And usually they have the little asterisks at the bottom. Results not typical, right? Um, but that ultimately, not even that, the, that we'd get these results, but that if we get these results, we're going to feel better about ourselves. And that's just not true. Now, what this led me to from a content standpoint is I started really examining the relationship we have with ourselves and self-confidence and body image and all that. And I was like, well, I'm the perfect person to talk about that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. <laughs> 
in the work that I've done with other people. I've seen a lot in the work that I've done with myself. And, and if you look at me without knowing me, you're going to see that I'm five foot seven. I'm, I'm noticeably disabled. Um, I'm bald and I'm, you know, I'm me. I, I don't look like what many people would kill, would consider the pillar of attractiveness. And the funny part is, is through the work that, and I've been somebody that had a, has had a lot of insecurities and I still work to make sure to keep them at bay. Um, and I have others in my life that help me do that as well. And I have tools and strategies and all that stuff. But when it comes to talking about self-confidence, it's more relatable, I think, when that message comes from me, whether when it instead of when it comes from like somebody that's been a professional athlete and is built like a professional athlete or somebody that's a model and, you know, all, all that. And even somebody that's lost a, a tremendous amount of weight, my story is different. Because not everybody's story resonates with, every, with everyone. My story doesn't resonate with everybody. And I totally get that. But we've got, we, we have millions of people, billions of people consuming information around body image, beauty, fitness, weight loss. And I think my perspective hits with, with quite a few. And the other thing, when I say that, you know, the fitness stuff gets exhausting at times or overwhelming because you feel like you're not really making a difference. That's when I started to think, how can we do this differently? And that's where I really was like, you know what, if I could get people just to share their story, not only just their stories, because we've been doing that for a few years on the podcast and it's been tremendous on the Your Level Fitness podcast. These stories are life-changing for people that are listening, but it's also life-changing for the people that are sharing their stories because they, many times, I'm one of the first, if not the first podcast that they've been on. And they may come back. And then they're, they've got a couple episodes under their belt. They're seasoned professionals. Maybe they go out and start their own podcast. I've had that. Like, that's happened multiple times. So then it was interesting to me when I started thinking about how this stuff was overwhelming, but like maybe that there's a way to get more voices involved. And we've been doing it with the podcast for a couple of years. But what about getting it set up to where people can write? What if they have the, the same insecurities that I have, that they don't think they're a good writer, that they think that they don't have, that either their story isn't valuable enough or they don't quite know the words to describe it? Let's show them that their unique opinion matters. Everybody's got a story and everybody can express it. They just need to figure out the best way to do it. And then, for me, if I start crediting people as contributors to my website, let them write blog posts, let them do podcast episodes, get them to submit videos, get them comfortable sharing their story, then they've got a platform. And if they're a contributor on my site, they have a contributor bio page where you can go, you can see a little bit about them, you can get in contact with them, you can see the content that they've put out on, on the YLF site. And maybe if they don't, and if they already have a platform, let's amplify it. Let's get their stories and their opinions out there. And if they don't have a platform, but they're published on a website, they have a bio page, maybe they've done a podcast, a couple of them will start having the, they will be comfortable enough to start their own platform.
And people are terrified to write. I have these conversations almost daily. <laughs> I don't know what to write. I'm, I'm not a good writer. Nobody thinks that. They, they don't think they're a good writer. None of us do. I thought I was an atrocious, atrocious writer. Apparently I can't speak either sometimes. <laughs> but if I had something like this available to me at the time where I could just practice but be treated that my with respect and know that my opinion has value, which is the, absolutely the case for anybody that contributes on my site. Your story matters. Your, your perception, your perspective, it all matters. And so many people are frustrated with social media now because you've got so many name, faceless algorithms dictating who sees the content. Cool. Let's, well, let's create our own platform. Let's get off of the social media and get on another platform. And then if you get comfortable enough on my platform, then you create your own. And then after you create your own, again, you can come back and promote what it is that you do. There are millions of people, again, millions if not billions of people looking for help. How could I not be excited about that? I, I'm super excited about this. The amplification of opportunity for each and every one of us is huge. I take this responsibility very seriously. You guys are consuming stuff that, that could change your life. Whether you're the end consumer of the information or you're the person writing the piece or doing the podcast or doing the video. This is exciting stuff. One by one, not only are we changing people's opinions, we're changing people's lives. I'm very excited about that. We're building confidence in people. I want to get to where we're, we have a place where everybody has a healthy relationship with eating and exercise. I want to impact as many people as I can with that message. Because my thought process is, is if you view it in a, in a positive way, if there's no guilt associated to it or no dread associated to it, then you're going to do it consistently. And I feel like part of the problem right now, I see this all the time, like the fitness professionals are going the wrong way about it. They're still talking at us. Here's the 15 things I've learned working in the fitness industry that will help you be successful. You're giving me a list. You're not telling me to figure out what my own path is. Because there's no money in that, right? And I'm not blaming the trainers and coaches that post that because they don't, they, they don't, when you're part of the machine, you don't see the, you don't see an alternative way. I get it. When I started posting for your level of fitness on social media, I, I couldn't distinguish myself from other fitness professionals. I wanted to, I was posting the motivational quotes. I was posting, um, you know, tips and, and stuff like that. How was I any different than anybody else, right? Um, so I post the content I do because I, I, if it impacts one person, especially when, like, I love having conversations with people that stuff's impacted. I also like when I post and put stuff out that people don't agree with because then there's an opportunity for a conversation. And I'm at the point in my life, I don't need to be right. I see patterns in how things play out. If I'm right about something, I'm right about something. If I'm wrong about something, cool. Then I decide, is it worth like continuing down a path on something? Meaning, 
having a then having a conversation with somebody and making adjustments and at the lowest possible level is it something that I can just make adjustments on and move forward on or is it something that I need to scrap but I'm learning too and that's what I love about podcasting I love having conversations with people because I'm curious I know how I approach things in life but I'm just because I do something a certain way doesn't mean it's right for everybody it's not right for everybody I just hope by sharing my thoughts and opinions that somehow it hits you in a way that I didn't even know. I intend for all of myself to be helpful in some way or another. I don't know how it's going to go, though. I don't know what's going to be helpful with it. And I'm very fortunate. Um, and I've talked to you guys. Like Another reason I create content is before the Internet, I was just viewed, you know, my, my opinion did not feel valued. And the jobs that I had, even in some of the social circles I was in. But this gave me a place to share my thoughts and opinions and be valued as a person and not just seen as somebody with a disability at first. And I say seen with a disability first because there's, there's a look that I, I, I get from people that don't know me. They start by looking at me in the face, they look down at my feet, and then they look back at my face. And sometimes there's emotions tied to that from them. Sometimes it's curiosity. Sometimes it's sadness and shame and all that. This has changed things for me. I'm one of the few people that creates people that creates content on the internet and have actually gotten a job from it. My entire portfolio in marketing or my, my entire uh, career in marketing, which started after almost 10 years of working in sales, is because of the portfolio I put together with Your Level Fitness. And then later, the stuff that I started doing around confidence and now men's mental health. And with mental health, I feel like I'm talking about something in a way that it has not, it, for the longest time, it wasn't talked about. And I feel like the way that I talk about my experiences individually and how open I am sharing, now, not, I'm not the only person doing that. But a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And hopefully by seeing the way that I share stuff, that they are, that it, it resonates something with them about either sharing their process and, not either, uh, sharing their process and being able to figure out what it is that they need to improve their, the relationship that they have going on with themselves in their head. Um, I have goals. I have places that I would like to see things go. But I, again, I've also done this long enough to know that uh, plans don't don't mean a thing. <laughs> you got to be flexible, and you got to take whenever something, uh, either when something does work out or when it doesn't, you don't take that as a personal indictment or a personal justification of you, right? Like things are always changing. So, um, but I, I I think my content helps people. I, again, I don't always know in what ways. I love when I hear back on it. And I think we live in a very interesting time. I think we have so many tools and capabilities to communicate and share our opinions and be constructive and be helpful. But it's, it's navigating social media, navigating landscape in general and being able to do that. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for each and every person. You know, if you're if you're coming to 
my stuff and consuming it around fitness and weight loss, I, I feel that eventually you're going to develop a much better relationship with eating and exercise than you think is possible. It's just a matter of time of when it when it's gonna when it's gonna click for you. So that's why <laughs> that's why I put out the content that I do. I do want to hear your thoughts on this, and I, I want to know why you put out content. So let me know. You can head over to DarylPerryPodcast.com right now and let me know. Um, you can do that through email, social media, text, whatever's easiest for you. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.